want to minister some things to you from the Word of God. So we're going to go right on into the Word. Amen? Amen. And uh, get your Bibles, if you will. And we're going to share some things from the Scriptures on today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we love you. We thank you for your great mercy and your great love. We thank you for sending Jesus who gave his life at Calvary that we might have eternal life. Thank you that he redeemed us by his own blood, that we might become ears of God and join ears with Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for living in the heavens and being our faithful high priest. You're the minister of the heavenly sanctuary. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the Holy Ghost that lives within us and the word of God that's a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. As we get ready to partake of the bread of life, give these thy children that you've gathered here open hearts, listening ears, that we might all hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And I'm asking you for special grace this morning, special anointing this morning to minister these truths that you have placed upon my heart. And if you would use me for thy glory, I'll give you all the praise and all the honor. Save the lost. Reclaim the backslider and stir up, Lord, the lukewarm. And most of all, encourage the righteous also that we might be ready for your coming. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Help me give the Lord a big praise if you love him on today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Get your Bibles if you will. I want to draw two passages of scripture to your attention. And uh, I want to talk about training up a child. Training up a child. I want you to look with me to the book of Proverbs, the 22nd chapter. Proverbs 22. Hallelujah. Proverbs 22, and look at verse 6 with me. Hallelujah. Do you have it? Train up a child in the way he should go. Do you see that? Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Do you see that in your Bible? Train up a child in the way or in the direction that they should go in. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child. I want to talk about training up children. And if the Lord will give us grace, I want to say some things to our children. But most of all, I want to say things to parents. 
because too many of our children are falling through the cracks. Too many of our children are turning out in a way that's not pleasing to God. And we have to pray for the remedy. When you see a problem, you got to pray for the answer. You got to pray and say, Lord, where am I missing it as a parent? I know practically every parent at one time or another, when your children were acting up, sometimes you just shook your head and say, where did I go wrong? What did I do or what did I not do? If you didn't say it, we all have had that thought. Because it makes you feel sometimes inadequate. It makes you feel like somehow I must have missed it. But one of the things that you've got to be certain that you're first of all doing all that you can. You've got to be certain that you're not an absent parent. And sometimes you can be, an absent parent is not only a parent that's not in the home, but sometimes you can be in the home and still be absent. Because you fail to engage in your children's lives. Sometimes parents can be so tied up with, you know, trying to run their own lives until they let the television and the computer and as the pastor said today, the phone run the lives of the children. Just so long, I don't be troubled and aggravated. You can't think like that. You have to engage yourself. And remember that children are an inheritance of the Lord. And that means that God gave them to you to rear for him, for his glory, and for his honor. And if you are a parent that's in the home but still absent, you've got to change some things. You've got to be careful that you don't live too far beyond your means, beyond your means that you're working so many jobs, first of all, that you're too tired. Are you too worn out to even see about your children? It's going to be rough a little bit today. You've got to be careful that you're not so distracted by other things in your life. Whether they're good or bad, sometimes they can be the wrong thing. You've got to be careful that you're not you know, you got these children and you're still trying to have a boyfriend. Chasing after your own gratification. And missing out on what God have given you to do. That could be a girlfriend as well. Because many fathers are absent by not engaging. Are y'all going to pray for me today? When the Bible says train up a child, he's saying to every parent, I have given you a deep responsibility. Just as much as I have called you to come to church and to gather in my name, 
just as much as I've called you to worship me and to serve me, a great part of your ministry on the earth is your children. We're in a time where people want ministry so bad and they want to be evangelists and prophets and teachers and all these things so bad until they miss one of the main ministries. In my 37 years of pastoring, I've seen parents. They've come up to me, Pastor, God called me to preach. I need some license. I need you to ordain me. Sometimes their children are just as wild and unruly, out of control. And I'd say to them, you're missing your first ministry. Your first ministry is to your children. I never in my life wanted to be a father that was out winning the world and lose my family. Never wanted that to be so. I had to make a conscious decision early on as a young man that I want to engage myself in my marriage, in my family, because I don't want to let the devil have my children. But I'm not winning everybody to Jesus Christ. Ministry and anointing does not excuse you from parenting. Train up. Everybody say train up. This is a very important word. I want to talk about this word a little bit. Train up. Because it's a word in the original Hebrew it means, first of all, to begin or initiate or to inaugurate. It means that you are to begin and initiate teaching in the lives of your children. It means that you are the starting point where your children learn principles, values, morals. It starts with the home. It is not up to the school or anybody else in the street to teach your children values, principles, morals. It, it, it starts with the parent. And then it follows with the community. But if the parent lead the initiation to the community then you're going to wind up with a child that you don't even know. Because some of everybody else's principles and values and morals will be put in your child. If you leave it to the rap artists, if you don't check what's going on in their ears, you don't know what Lil Wayne is talking about. Y'all ain't going to talk to me here today. You don't know what, uh, what some of these other fellas, Nicki, Nicki Minaj, is putting in your child. You don't know what uh, these artists are telling your children between their ears. And it's up to every parent to engage yourself. Not use it as, here, listen at this here, and just leave me alone. Don't bother me. I got a bad headache. I had a rough day. 
You're going to have to pray for more grace and say, now God, i got to go home and engage myself with my child. Give me some grace and help me to put what happened aside today and help me to be a part of my family. Everybody say, I must train my child. I must initiate principles, values. I'm the one that's... It's, it's the same thing as buying a plant and whether it's a rose bush or what have you, a good planter knows you either put a little pole or a little brace because as that plant grows, you're teaching it to wrap around and to grow in a certain direction. And you have to often prune it. You have to often dig around it. You have to often check on it. But a good gardener know this is what I've got to do to get these roses and these vines to grow in the direction that I want it to grow in. And that's what God is saying. Your children are like tender vines. They may give you a hard time, but they are not a full tree yet. When the tree get grown, it's too late to bend it. But while it's a tender vine, it's your chance to say, this is the direction that you're going in. This is the identity that God is going to place in you, and I'm going to be a part of it. Touch your neighbor and say, it's our job to train. Train them up. Train them up. Means to give them the necessary preparation. Give them the standards. Give them the morals. Not just about God, because that's only a part of it. But every parent got to learn to look at your child and recognize their ability. Understand that all of your children are unique in their own way. And you can't be partial to one child and be upset all the time with the other child. Because you cripple them. You make them feel neglected and unloved. Just because this one gave you a harder time than this one, don't cater your love only to the child that's giving you the least difficult time. You still got to love this other child unconditionally. Mm. Mm. You got to pray for grace. We all, if you got more than one child, you got a hard head in the bunch. You got one that's going to try you. That's going to give you a difficult time. Sometimes if you got just one, sometimes that one. But as a parent, you got to pray for grace. You got to pray for wisdom. You got to pray for insight. You got to pray for God to help you. You got to pray for God to teach you. You got to pray for God to help you to be calm. 
I was reading something about uh, Kevin Hart. And uh, you know the co young comedian, the little short fellow. <laughs> Y'all know who I'm talking about, right? You know, as wild and, and crazy as you may think he is, he came from a very intelligent home. His mother was actually a professor at a college, a university. And he told his mother he wanted to try this comedian thing. She wanted him to become very educated and to move in a certain direction. But one thing she determined that as a Christian woman, she was going to always remind him about God and the Bible. And so she said, okay, I'll support you with this comedy thing for about six or nine months. If it don't work out, then you compromise with me and let's try to get you on a different course. Now, notice what she was doing. She wasn't killing his dream, but she was going to remind him that, listen, you need God and you need some kind of formal training or education. Are y'all with me here? So, amen, she said, I'll support you. She said, but I want you to read your Bible. Every day I want you to read your Bible. So he said that his rent was getting behind. And he started calling his mom. You said you would support me. She said, had you read your Bible? Mama, my rent due. You talking about reading the Bible. And my rent is due. But she stuck with her grounds. Have you read your Bible? He called her back again. Mama, they're going to throw me out. She said, have you read your Bible? You're always talking about the Bible, and I'm trying to tell you, they're about to put your son out. Table to argument again. So one day he got upset. He said, let me just read this Bible. Just to, when I called this woman to let her know. <laughs> yeah, I read it. He opened the Bible and checks for six months was in the Bible put there by his mother. Are you hearing me here? He had to call her and apologize. Had y'all heard that story? It, isn't it sad that sometimes people are trying to give you guidance and the blessing is right in the guidance that God is trying to give you. So children, listen, when God give you good parents and God-fearing parents, honor your mother and your father. The great blessing is right there in you honoring them. If, if he had only just honored his mother's request, See, the Bible says, honor your mother and your father. He didn't say a perfect mother. He didn't say a perfect father. He said, honor your mother and your father. Notice that your days might be long and that it might be well with you. Children, on your account, you have got to honor your parents. If you want to have good days, if you want things to go well for you, if you want to have a good life, 
Because believe me, God know how to walk you down. God know how to wait on you in life and remind you of what you did. So it's better to get things right on this side and say, you know what? My mother and my parents know they're not perfect. There are no perfect people. But that's my mom. That's my dad. I need to honor them. I need to respect them. I need to refrain from going toe-to-toe -to -toe with them and word for word. I need to respect them so I can have good days and a long life. I want to tell you something. There are many people that you see in life. You're looking at difficult times in their life, but you don't know the story behind their life. You don't know why things have happened the way they did. It's our place to teach, to train. The word train, again, it means it's your job to prepare them. Everybody say, I must prepare them. Say it again, I must prepare them. Listen, it means that I must initiate. I've got to be the first teacher. I've got to train them about God. I've got to talk to them about what is really valuable in life and what has no lasting value. You've got to train them, train them, what's the weightier matter in life? Having the best of clothes while you're 10 so the children won't talk about you. Or being modest and let them have on nice things. Come on, somebody. But encourage them more on it's more important that you read. Get your lesson. Because some of those same students that are cracking on you, if you get your lesson, they'll be coming to you in the employment line. They'll be coming to you. Oh, Y'all ain't going to help me here. It's more important that you get your, your education and you get your degree and that you walk a certain walk. Because listen, I don't want you to miss out on what's really important in life. You see, think back. There are many people that didn't have parents to train them in a direction. Many people, life was just thrown at them and they did the best they could with life, amen, but not having good mentors, not having a good parents, not having good people around them. One of my favorite parents that was a part of this church went home to be with the Lord, Sister Jay. So Sir Jay would sit about on that second seat. But what made her one of my favorite parents was that when life gave Sister Jay some hardships, divorce, abandoned, and left to raise three little children, she didn't let life turn her out. First of all, she stayed with God. Come on, somebody. Secondly, she was not going to let the culture around her children dictate what her children should become. She corrected their English when they were very small. If they said, uh, I'm going out the door, she said, there's no such thing as a door. Now there's a door. 
but there's not a dope. Y'all ain't going to talk to me here. He said, that's not important. Yes, it is. So, well, you want them to be hard, pastor. Let me tell you something. When, when you let society raise your children and dictate how your children should be, you're making a terrible mistake. Let me tell you, you can be brought up in the hood, but that don't mean that you got to stay hood. It's quite all right. I know I was going to have a hard time today, but it's all right. She would correct those children in their English, in their manners. And here's another smart thing she did. She brought them to a church where they could have a father figure. Because she, she realized, I'm a woman, but I cannot take the place of a man. I can teach my children, but I need to bring them and take them somewhere where there's a male figure where my boys can have a man to look at and pattern. I'm not trying to pin no flowers. I'm just telling you a reality. Smart woman. Very smart woman. Next thing I know, those children were being brought up around my children. This lady was smart. She was smart. She knew what she was doing. Next thing I know, her children are growing up, still in church, talking good, learning how to interact with people, learning, I can be, I can come from the hood and still talk straight and still talk like somebody. I don't have to be, yo, 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 what's up? What? Yeah. Hand all grabbing your private and all like this here. Y'all ain't gonna like me here, but I got to help somebody out. So you just pray for me, all right? You know? No, that don't mean anything. Oh, you ain't down if you ain't hard. What you mean? You're missing the point of growth. Growth don't mean that you got to stay. Listen, all of us are here and we can grow. And you can train your children. Listen. Talk right, conduct yourself, act right, and still love where you came from. Never forget where you come from, but always remember it's not where you come from, it's where you're going. And you are going to a higher level. No, I'm not going to let you stay where you were. You are going to a new dimension and I'm going to help launch you. Come on somebody and talk to me here. Train your children. And they can come back in the hood and help others come out of the hood. But you can't help nobody out if you don't get out of it yourself. But you got to, listen, I tell other pastors, they say, don't you want to buy some land on the outskirts? Don't you want to build a church way out? I like where I'm at. I like where God put me smack in the hood. I love where I'm at. I've never been afraid of my own people. I've never been afraid of my own surroundings. I like where I'm at. Aren't you afraid you're going to get cut? No. Aren't you afraid you're going to get shot? No. It's where I come from. 
It's where God want me to minister. It's who God want me to reach. And I'm here to stay. Y'all ain't going to help me up in here. Come on, somebody. Talk to folks on the phone and say, you sound white. How does white sound? Let me tell my wife that. Why do you, you, you pronounce your words like that? What's wrong with it? What's wrong with pronunciation? What's wrong? We've got to engage. Everybody say, we must engage. Say, we must engage ourselves. I want to show you something in the book of St. Luke. I want to show you something. Go with me to the book of St. Luke. Let's, let's look at something here. Help me, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Look at St. Luke, the second chapter. Let's look at Jesus as an example. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Somebody love it. <laughs> All right. St. Luke, look at chapter 2. I want you to look at verse 40. Now, this is talking about Jesus. And the child, what? Grew. Grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now, now Jesus grew up in the hood. Nazareth was considered the hood. That's why, that's why they said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yeah. 